Now, get ready to talk hockey. Streaming from the Oilers Live Studio. Subscribe or follow today. Hey, 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 it's Michael here for another edition of Oilers Live Tuesday. I got uh, above me there, I've got Dash to my right. I don't know, is that to my right or left on screen? I don't know. (laughs) And then I got (laughs) next to him, I got Mr. Dustin Nielsen from EdmontonSportsTalk.com and like 20 other podcasts. We'll We'll list them as we go. Uh, and I mean, before we start, any new podcast coming out this week? Uh, hey, uh, no, no, no teases just yet, you know, <laughs> but, uh, always working on some stuff. So yeah, over the next couple of weeks, we might be announcing some other, uh, some other things. Actually tomorrow we'll be announcing something that's kind of happening, uh, with Edmonton sports talk. So actually might be announcing a couple of things tomorrow with Edmonton sports talk. So yeah, it should be, uh, it should be good. I have to ask you though, like. That, that that song, your intro song, man, like that was awesome. I mean, was that Dash on a guitar singing it, or did you guys get that done, or what was that? That is uh, that's the original Oilers live song, like oh, six, man, seven years old, and uh, and I've had it forever. And I took it away for like a couple yeah. months, and people started asking. For yeah, it, like people were pissed. Yeah, yeah. It's so no, yeah, it, uh, I was laughing there when it played a second time. I was like, "Oh yeah, let's go, let's go again." Like that was <laughs> that was great. It uh, seems to trigger a lot of air guitar. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was it was great. It felt like a Saturday morning cartoon or something. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. of, like what I felt that like. Pretty like, much sums up the uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Funny, we've, we've been we've been told that before. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man! As long as you're being told something by somebody, that means people are watching or listening, right? That's right. Yeah, that's Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Well, Jeez. before we get into it, guys. I uh, I just want to point out, because I, I said I was going to do it off air. I've got to do it before we get going. Mr. Ryan Lotzberg, one of our chief writers uh, for HeavyHockey.com, yeah. posts an article on HeavyHockey.com uh, a day ago, and he's doing a, a three-part series on uh, Jackson's impact with the Edmonton Oilers. This one's titled Jackson's Potential Impact on the Oilers Part 1 Player Development. You can find it at HeavyHockey.com. And he uh, suggests that the first casualty of Jackson will be uh, Wright, Tyler Wright. And then lo and behold, today, uh, the Oilers part ways with Wright and hire Pracy. Um, we're calling him, uh, as I as I mentioned before, we're starting to call him the heavy hockey oracle. <laughs> uh, he's been uh, he's been spot on a number of times. And there are times, uh, you know, I said. Uh, before I've, I've called him crazy. I didn't think he'd be right. He ends up being right. So a uh, little tap of the stick to our guy, uh, Ryan Lotzberg, uh, doing great work for hey, HeavyHockey.com. You basically, we were talking before, you basically said like, it's not like he's super duper connected. He just has a really good read on on things that could happen within the organization, right? Which I think is... I mean, that to me, that's even more impressive than being super connected, right? Like to actually sort of take a look at the overall big picture and go, okay, well, you know, this change here could lead to this change here. And there's no connection with this guy. And if Ken Holland's going to be phased out, Tyler writes this guy. So like, to me, that's more impressive than just firing a text to an assistant general manager and having them tell you what's going on. Right. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, good for him, man. That's, that's, that's great, great, uh, way to analyze it all. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah. He he nailed it on a couple uh what was it, Cassie and line combinations and and perhaps uh I didn't think he was the only one on record that called Broussard coming over to Edmonton in that trade or anything that we saw anyways. So yeah. uh yeah, he's just like you said, like just Dusty said it really well, right? Like it goes through that mental flow chart of what's out there and what makes the most sense and seems to really get it right a lot. So yeah. Yeah, you know, I always love I always love what he does. He you know, he thinks about it, puts it on you know, on the site and, and writes exactly why, uh, I, and he's not, you know, he's not always right. And he's, um, you know, he, and sometimes I disagree with him, but he, you know, he thinks it through a hundred percent of the time and, and gives his reasoning. Uh, anyway, if yeah, if you haven't had a chance to, uh, read his stuff, you can go, uh, just to heavyhockey.com. There is, uh, if you go to the editorials tab, you can search by author and, and check out Ryan Lotzberg. He's it's worthy of praise. He's our guy until somebody steals him away. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, are you worried? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Away. Stop. <laughs> Advertisement stops right there. Yeah. You know what? I, uh, I, I saw that one sh- article. He's a horrible person. <laughs> That's right. yeah. You never yeah. want to work with this guy. <laughs> yeah, this is true. We went to a uh, independent wrestling event together and had about uh, two hours of windshield time around the weekend and awful, just an awful person. He was uh, <laughs> Not not enticing to listen to or, or intriguing whatsoever. So I would probably <laughs> leave it at that for sure. Um, well, who it. is a good person is Dustin Nielsen. I know I uh, I've known you for a while, buddy. We've uh, we've probably what simultaneously done hundreds of hours of volunteer together. You know, yeah, for- yeah. There's lots of stuff that we've done together. You know, we played rec league together, and it was funny because uh, Marshall had uh, he's in a hockey camp right now, and I sat down beside a dad today. And, uh, yeah, we, we talked earlier briefly about some stuff. He used to listen to the show and stuff. And then he sit down, he goes, you know, I used to play ball hockey against you. And I was just, I, I instantly always apologize to anybody <laughs> that I played ball hockey against or rec league against prior to having Boy. kids. Cause I used to be, I mean, you know, I yeah. used to be a little bit of a loose cannon, but, uh, ever since like, so for the last eight years, since I had Marshall, um, you know, I just feel like it's not that important anymore. Like ball hockey. Like, so I, I've dialed it back, but anytime I meet somebody who's like, yeah, I used to play against you. And I was just like, Oh, sorry. (laughs) Did I, did I say something? Did I do something to you? So, um, but yeah, I guess that's where our ties sort of connect to. Yeah. Well, my boy's four and, uh, I don't know. You could tell me what you think about my playing style when we played together, but I had, Two minor penalties in the last four years. Yeah, so things I, change, I man. Toned it things down change. Oh, I'm, a, you guys. I'm, a, I'm a cage guy now. It's like yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna call bullshit changed. because when my daughter comes to a game, I always get kicked out. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't do it. The one time, I, you know, I think one time it did happen, and uh, I like I, I got I got kicked out, and I think that was probably the moment when I was just like, man. My kid's here. Like he's gonna act like me when he plays hockey. I gotta set a better example. But he's yeah. a little bit of a gentle giant, so hopefully he doesn't follow my path of just being a greasy prick. So <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we'll see you know, how it goes. You know Surveyor Brett's listening in. Right no, now. he's already <laughs> commented here. I see. He says a fired up rec leaguer. I can confirm misconduct or two back in the day. So uh, yeah, there, yeah. Go, I used yeah. to say a lot of bad things about officials and. um the one time the rec league reached out to me and was like, we kind of need you to like give an apology on the air. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> oh, fine. No. It doesn't matter. And they're like, we'd also like you to come out and actually uh, like take a ref course and then ref a game. And I was just like, man, I don't want to ref a game. Like the one thing I don't like is skating without a hockey stick. So you're going to give me a whistle and make me skate up and down the <laughs> ice. I'm sorry. I'm going to pass on that every time. 
<laughs> well, so you didn't did I, you take the course though? No, I didn't take the course. <laughs> oh, good, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't take a refereeing course, but I uh, definitely skated without a stick along and yeah. side of it. This was Acres Acres. I think I was the leading ref uh, volunteer for yeah, two straight years. Yeah, you guys, years, you so. skated a lot there, man. We probably had like 80 hours together on the yeah, ice. It was a yeah. lot of fun. But, yeah, no, that's you know, true. But, yeah. You know, that connection, it was important for us, right? Being a big mainstream sports media network like Heavy Hockey to give you a little small startup <laughs> like Edmonton Sports Talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's really appreciate the platform. You know, we're trying to grind out a niche, you, buddy. Trying to grind out a niche in this market. So, uh, but you know, I have fun doing these things. Like, it's so different. Like, I, I've always said, Ed, you know, as a play-by-play guy, you know, you're kind of hosting sort of the show in the game and then, you know, doing the morning show, a host as well. But, you know, the odd time when I'd get to be like the guy in the other chair on deadline day or doing things yeah. like this, I really like being the other guy who like gets asked questions. Cause like for 14 years, I would ask the question. And then for like the last three, four years doing play by play for CFL and TSN, you know, I'm kind of carrying that conversation and leading into the color guys. So I really like this, these types of platforms. I did that turf district podcast a couple of weeks back. That was a great time. And you know, we've done other things like this. And uh, I really enjoy being the guy on this side. It's just, yeah, it's cool. Jeez, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Nobody ever wants that. <laughs> One day, man. One day. I'm like, I'm, I'm out there begging people. Can I be on your podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. Can you have me? So I also, I also have, I know, I know, you know, Dash, we talked about trying to do this for a while now, but it is nice to do things at night when my kids are already sleeping. So I don't feel like I have to take away time from them. So, uh, so yeah, I really appreciate invites to late night things. And this is good. We're, uh, we're right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those are the type of people that listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Right. Like <laughs> half asleep and yeah. uh, you know, they haven't had a coffee for about 10 hours. They're, they're just trying to stay awake happy. or maybe yeah. go to sleep. Who knows? Like, <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. After midnight for the Haligonians. The, well, the problem, the problem is, is like, uh, if they are, it's like turning on like, Oh, I'm going to lay in bed, have a snooze. Uh, but then you play that intro song and everybody's just like fired right back up. Right? Like, they're all excited. So, yeah, I should do it. I should do it halfway, right? Yeah, yeah, you should do it halfway through. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Little refresher. Yeah. Oh man, thanks for recognizing that song. I, you know, I absolutely yeah, love cool, that actually. song. I had a bit of a part in in, uh, in getting it done, and and um, I, you know, even now today, I still do the uh, air drums when I'm listening to it. Yeah, no, it was great. I was loving it. I'm a I'm a fan of like you know creating things and music wise and uh yeah i thought that was awesome that's awesome yeah. i love that yeah no it's been great we'll put some lyrics to it yeah there you oh, go yeah yeah, let's yeah. Put <laughs> maybe we need to do a full song Extended. i mean dusty i mean you had when you did the songs for the radio and yeah and um like what part did you have in that? Like, uh, like, are you musically inclined yourself? Uh, I have zero musical talents. <laughs> okay, um, just a worshiping of Weird Al. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. I mean, like, I play, I play the tr- I played the trombone in grade six and seven, and you know, well like done. in the trombone when like they'd be like first trombone, second trombone. I was fourth trombone. Right. Okay, so <laughs> I was, and there was only four of us, so I was the worst trombone. But uh, you know, I grew up. My my parents were. I mean, we grew up on a farm, right? So they were 
you know, we had listened to country music. And I remember I, my, I had my friend make me like a mixtape of live and like Alanis. And they took it away from me. They're like, you can't listen to this garbage. So then I just, the only way I could listen to like any sort of music that was cool, I, in my mind, was Weird Al. So I grew up on Weird Al parody songs and I've always thought they were hilarious. So, you know, once the, I got to, I, I use, uh, these will never be tracked down, thank goodness. But when I was in Lethbridge and Fort Mac on the radio, I, we didn't have like a company that could produce them. So I'd write them myself and then like karaoke them in. And I'm a horrible singer. So when we moved down here and we found out that I had like a company where I could pick the song, the idea, I'd write all the lyrics and then I'd send it down to them. And they were based out of California and they turn it around in like three or four days and send it back up. So that's where, that's where all those came from. So all those goal songs and stuff, um, I do all the lyrics on them, and then the other, the other that a company would produce them and send it back, and they did. Oh, right they did a great job on it. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I, I mean, I've heard them all. They're all pretty good. <laughs> but I think challenge accepted on those Lethbridge. The, the yeah, I've gotten Lethbridge. Good, good tape, luck with right? that. Right, <laughs> did one in Fort Mac, and uh, my boss yeah. was like, "What are we doing here?" I was like, "Yeah, I, I want to have some fun with it." So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I say the challenge. Good time. I say the challenge is we write one for Oilers live and then we, you can play it every time he breaks another story. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Right. That would work. That would work pretty well. There we go. Yeah. No, those are, uh, those are fantastic. We'll be seeing more of that at Edmonton sports talk. Yeah, sure. Hoping uh, that's, that's the plan right now. Um, you know, especially with like some of the copyright issues with other licensed music, um, you know, the company that would produce these for us basically said, you know, we could play them wherever. So uh, you might even hear more parody songs now with the with the new show. So, uh, which is good because I've I mean I just I wish I had the time because I'd write a parody song every night if I could. Like there's I've got so many ideas and different bands that we like to write something for. So, um, but yeah, that's you know that was a key part of our of our show for sure. So um, you know that'll be something that continues. And yeah, Edmonton Sports Talk, and we're gonna launch it on September sixth, and we're gonna continue to do some videos because I even I even have like. Some of my good buddies who are like, hey, uh, Dusty, uh, you're going to stick with that podcast? And I'm like, listen, guys, it's not just a podcast. Everybody's like, oh, Nielsen's just doing a podcast. No, I already do a lot of podcasts, but they're <laughs> all going to be a part of a live network that we're basically launching on September 6th. So our show, will it be available as a podcast? Of course. Will it do really well as a podcast? We think it will. But you know, we're going to be live every morning with our show from six to nine. We've got a text line, which we're going to be announcing the exact number of this week. So people can start texting in, even though we're not there. So we think that'll go over really well. So it's, I think, I think it's a number that will, will do well in this market. I'll just leave it at that. And then, um, so yeah, we've got that going on. So we'll have all that live interaction, the YouTube chat, the text line every morning. Uh, we'll be live on YouTube. So if you're at home, (laughs) you're by a computer, you can, connect on your tv you can watch the show or of course we're gonna have a live audio stream so when you get in your car literally you push one button to get to evans and sports talk click listen live and you can listen live um and we're planning on having content every morning from six in the morning until at least one in the afternoon on that live stream and then you know after that we're going to continue to to build out more programs and things at edmontonsportstalk.com where hopefully within like six months to a year it is a 24 7 radio station online so i mean it's 2023 Uh, everything operates on your computer or your phone so we figured that's the best place for sports content to be so we're pretty excited about it 
internet. Yeah, what the fuck's the internet? <laughs> yeah. Now, can you believe these guys are nuts? They're trying to do something on the internet. Like, what? I, I think it's going to be okay. Uh, but like the whole website, like when you go to the website, I'm just right now. You'll see at the top, there's a couple of different listen live buttons. So the top one will say, listen, listen live. The, the one in the middle will say watch live. And then the entire website itself will basically be a podcast network where all the shows will come on and you can subscribe to the different podcasts and you can go to the different shows, watch the video if you want, or just subscribe to the podcast. So, um, you know, I think it's funny because, you know, in the United States, you've seen this done at a pretty significant national level. I think overall, you know, networks in this country were hesitant to do it. Um, and I, I think, you know, even just locally here in Edmonton, we've got a million people here and a lot of them are dying for sports content. I think, uh, I think this is something that'll be very successful. Yeah, you know, hundred percent agreed. And I think uh, you know, over here at Heavy Hockey, we've been doing a lot to prepare for this because we we know our big listener followership there will probably go uh, <laughs> go over to Edmonton Sports. <laughs> We're just trying to keep them. Well, you know, trying like, to keep the for, for last, now, last for now, right effort now, here. Like, yeah, for now, right now, we don't have a show on Tuesday nights. Right? There you so, go. So there yeah, you know. no, but like, but I'll, look, I, I I know like you know we've, but we'll do, I'll I'll put it out there. We've we've had discussions. Um, I've had discussions with other local podcasts, and we want to provide an opportunity for other podcasts to come and be a part of this. And you know that's it's it's Edmonton sports talk this year tonight. What you guys are doing is at different levels of you know career from what I've done in the past. What you guys are doing now, other people who maybe haven't done anything. Yeah, that's all fine. But you know Edmonton sports talk, we're hoping will end up being a hub for you know all Edmonton sports podcasts and things along those lines. And yeah. um and and to me, I, I mean it's an opportunity to promote others. And not feel like there's this sort of greasy vibe of competition, right? Like, and I, I, I think that's the way to build a community. And, um, you know, there's kind of four of us that are sort of starting Edmonton Sports Talk. But in the end, you know, we, we'd love for people to feel like everybody sort of, sort of belongs and, and has a place there. If you want to do sports broadcasting and, or if you want to give it a try, like there's a, there's a lot of different things. We've got an office set up where we'll have like a podcast only studio, where it's not video, but if somebody wants to start their own podcast, you know, they can reach out and we can talk to them about it. They could come in and record it right there in our, in our new offices and, and we can help them with it. Right. So there's just, it's to me, like, honestly, Canada in general, but specifically our market, you know, the nation guys do an awesome job. There's no doubt about it. Um, but overall, I think like we're a little bit behind in, in how sports content sure. is, uh, Agreed. is, is being consumed. consumed. So you know, I think this is an opportunity to take a step towards something where like 10 years from now we'll be like, well, how did we ever consume sports content any other way? Right. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, right now, 90% of the world's radio is digital. I mean, it's just that right now. And, Pretty much. You know, here, I here. mean, it's all going to get there. Like even FM stations, you know, are going to probably have to exactly. change the way they do business. And uh, yeah, like I'm not a, overall a huge well i i would be a huge podcast guy but i don't got time like i'm making podcasts <laughs> and then i'm doing other stuff so i'm like i've got like three or four podcasts that i listen to and it's like fantasy football podcasts and like some of my other hobbies and and things like that right so um but, star wars but well you know, actually kind of one Marvel. of my favorite podcasts <laughs> is like uh mark Majo and Corey graham they've got like this mc oh, podcast so good man and yeah. you know those are great dudes i work with them for a long time that's one of my favorite night. podcasts going. So, you know, hopefully we can find a way to partner with them as well. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, Kirk yeah. Morris there, one of our writers, says that's the future. The future's now. I mean, I drive a Tesla. I don't have an AM radio in my like, Tesla. Like, like that's I don't, weird. You know? The like, weird just... thing is, you're right, Dash. Like, the weird thing is, like, people are like, wow, wow, like, this is this <laughs> this is the future. I'm like, no, man, like, this no, is how now. content is consumed in 2023. That's why I said, like, I feel like the whole city and market's behind on this, and it's time to to push push yeah. online content right to the forefront. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Put some blue paint on to, your uh, face. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. I haven't listened to a radio. Dusty's going to go full Mel Gibson here. <laughs> in over a year, I bet you. I haven't listened to a radio station. And, um, and I, you know, I don't expect to. I don't expect to change that habit. I've got, I do, yeah. I do subscribe to Sirius XM. Uh, but, you know, that's different. That's delivered in a different way. And a lot of it all you know, stream online while I'm working as well. And, you know, yeah. uh, you know I've streamed you. That's the only, the only way I could get uh, in to get conched in was by yeah. moving as far out east as possible. <laughs> there was no way I was waking up early enough. Yeah, you were kind of cheating, though, on the conch, right? Because it was, <laughs> right. like, what, 9 o'clock out east? Like, come on, man. 9 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I, 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 the very first day I landed in, in Halifax, I, I, uh, I sent the text in to say, conch me in. Yeah. Just, just, yeah, it's just greasy. I mean, people would be like, don't you dare conch him it's almost <laughs> lunchtime out there you know like, yeah yeah he pays for it by doing this after midnight that's yeah right. that's, that's true right. yeah it is late out there right now yeah Stay yeah early. i've been staying up to like one or two in the morning for like the last month too and i like getting stuff done late at night not gonna lie the last that's month fine. you mean the last 10 years you're a nap guy anyway yeah yeah that's true <laughs> yeah so what did you have for dinner today <laughs> uh, actually yeah, don't, don't air with lettuce yeah, obviously i had uh i had a meeting and we went to boston pizza so i had boston pizza tonight for dinner oh, nice drop <laughs> yeah. nice there's drop. a boston pizza right by our Convenient. new office and they're a sponsor Convenient. of some stuff so i was just like yeah let's <laughs> let's meet there so uh yeah there's a few items on their summer menu i very much enjoy so yeah i had uh it didn't go over well because I told my wife I'd be home for dinner. But then I was in this meeting with somebody and I was like, well, I can't bail. Like, we're building something here. So so I had to have Boston pizza for supper, which I'm never complaining about. So <laughs> well done. My daughter broke her hand recently at gymnastics. Yeah. And uh, so she's getting, she's all casted up and she figures that's her time to ask. She says, are we going to Boston pizza tonight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Blizzards, if not. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I just want to quickly chime in on somebody on the Twitter chat who said, please don't do a bunch of swearing and stuff on the show. And, and, and I just want to clarify because we had this talk, me and the guys, like me and Matt and Tommy and Eric. And, you know, I know it's a different platform. But I still know, like, my kids will be listening. A yeah. lot of kids will be listening. So if anybody's like, oh, they're going to get online and start dropping F-bombs and stuff like that, um, it's not going to be the case. Like, our show will pretty much still be the same show. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, our show is different than, you know, a show with former hockey players saying yeah. a bunch of dirty jokes and stories, right? Like, we're going to continue to do the same show. And, um, yeah, that would involve no swearing. So if anybody was concerned about that, you don't have to be worried. You can still play it at uh, at the Bay, you know? And if you can play something at the Bay, then you can play something anywhere. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what you're going with. If you I don't know why I use the Bay, the bay as the an bay. example. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say Zellers, and then I was like, well, yeah. Zellers is in the Bay now sometimes, right? So, right. you know, and yeah. I went, I was in Victoria, my sister's wedding. And I went into the bay that has like a Zellers inside it. Nice. And my sister's like, that's the one. So we, and I'll say it was extremely disappointing. It's like Ouch. one little area where the 
the stickers are red instead of gray. I was just like, man, you can't even get a Zeller's hoodie in here right now. Like, it's, I was I was a little disappointed in it. Hey, Dash, scratch Zeller's off the uh, people will ask for ad revenue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, but Zeller's is out. Zeller's is out. Yeah. <laughs> the show will never be brought by you. Yeah. I mean, they're, they were just beating down our door, too. I will say this, Zellers probably advertised a lot on AM radio back in the day. <laughs> no, they, they paved the way yeah. for guys like you. Yeah, uh, that's how that's how that worked out. <laughs> you know, I, I just want to say I yeah, you know, I'm happy to hear that about uh, uh you know the vanity, <laughs> all of that. Um yeah. and, and not you know, I don't you know, I'm an adult, I don't care. Yeah. You know, if if it's on there or not, but um sticking to your roots is kind of a big deal for me. And, uh, you know, when you're talking about building this community, I know, you know, listening to you and, and some of the guys at 1260 and how important community was to you guys. And, and, uh, you know, I'll say like, yeah, 100% genuinely believe that that's what you're going to do. I, I think that it's good to see that, you know, it's not lost on you that what's made yeah, you successful, like, right? Like it would be a terrible thing to change direction right now. And, and, uh, this is why people it, listen to you. Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense because, you know, as we launch Edmonton Sports Talk and and try to build it and get people listening, I mean, the, the stupidest thing that we could do is have a parent tune in with his kids yeah. and I drop an F-bomb and we say something dirty or something and then he's out and his kids You're- are out because he can't listen without his kids. Um, and that just, I mean, to be honest with you, you just be shooting yourself in the foot. Which yeah. makes no sense. Right? Your whole so, fan base is a family, man. Like we saw it firsthand at the, yeah, at yeah. the nasty bash, right? Like I mean, pretty much. You know how many hundreds of times have you had a text between eight twenty and eight twenty five on the text line saying, "Dusty, when are you going to play goal songs? Right. Going I got to drop my like, kids off yeah. at school." Yeah, yeah, right? like, like a lot, a hundred times, <laughs> so, a thousand times. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll, I'll I'll be honest. Most of our most of our marketing will be based on children wanting to listen to goal songs and forcing their parents to listen to the show. <laughs> so, uh, I think that'll hopefully work out all right. <laughs> uh, some hypno- some hypnosis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you're listening right now, you can also find us at uh, www.youtube.com/slash/heavyhockey. Make sure you give us a subscription. Uh, we yeah. appreciate it. And then Tony uh, put that smash that subscribe button hashtag influencers. That's right. Let's uh, while we have you here, because I think probably everybody that watches our show and listens to us knows knows you. They're all big fans of you already. They know about Edmonton Sports Talk. They're going to watch your podcast to hear all about it. Uh, We're all excited. We're we're waiting for the news tomorrow. Let's talk some hockey, though. Yes, let's. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk some Oilers. Uh, and, uh, you know, what a, what a better place to start than, uh, what happened today. Tyler writes out, Tracy's in, is this, uh, and, and Dusty, I mean, you can tell me if, if you've heard, I know you and Gazzola, you're always talking and he seems to have some really good inside scoops on what's going on. Um, was this expected? Oh, that's a great question. And we'll probably get into it tomorrow on the oil stream. Tommy's coming back from Calgary. He's coaching a hockey school there this week. So he is back into town tomorrow. So we'll probably bang one out tomorrow night. Um, You know, we hadn't heard this, like it hadn't come up on an oil stream at, at any point, you know, but like your guy who's kind of writing about it. I mean, when you have a significant change in hockey ops, 
you probably shouldn't be too surprised really that anything anything sort of is coming out of the woodwork right now and you know it's, it's kind of it's been have you guys been following the reaction today like i see a lot of people being like yes tyler Wright's out and <laughs> i i didn't i didn't know that i didn't know that like Wright had a yeah. Like had a bunch of haters in the biz, right? Like, cause you know, I look at it and you know, to me, honestly, it's way too soon to, to, to exactly. love the guy or hate the guy. I mean, when did he come in 2019? Yeah. And you know, if you look at their drafts recently, obviously two twenty twenty three, twenty two, 22, you're not expecting anybody to, to be playing there when you, you know, drafted 32nd overall, you know, the 2021 draft. Yeah. You might, think that maybe a player or two could be in the mix there. And then 2020, you know, Dylan Holloway certainly going to play. And then you got some other guys who've obviously, you know, you hope are going to pan out. So it's not like their drafting record over the last five years has been absolutely outstanding by any stretch of the imagination. So I don't know if that's what it comes down to. I do always love, and we just saw it with the uh, Elks as well, the uh, mutually parting ways. So, I yeah. mean, we'll see who is more mutually willing to part ways, I guess, as this continues to develop. But, um, yeah, we hadn't. this hadn't been something that, that Tommy brought up on the oil stream, and Tommy's been pretty connected for the last couple of years with the Oilers. So, I mean, maybe you could say it kind of came out of left field, but I was just a little bit over surprised by people who were like kind of celebrating it. Like, like we really know exactly like what if, what if Petrov becomes a stud? He was drafted. I think he's just yeah. way too early to judge a director of amateur scouting on success or Didn't failure. Draft McKinnon and a bunch of, Pretty good guys in Colorado. Well, the, the guy they the guy they just trash. brought the guy they no. just brought in did that right. So, but at the same time, I mean, I don't want to take anything away from oh, people drafting high end guys, but I mean, it's not hard to draft Nathan McKinnon or Connor McDavid or Gabriel Landeskog yeah. and some of those guys, right? So, yeah. um, you kind of have to judge guys on on other other aspects of it. So, it, it, to me, it's interesting because he was a Ken Holland guy. And Ken Holland is not the big dog as he was before. So, you know, maybe this is a Jackson call. Yeah. And, you know, this mm. to me is also one of those. That's what I was going to say. I wonder if it's a Jackson thing or a Brad Holland thing. I mean, I I think it's a Jackson thing, 100%, right? The timing couldn't be. Yeah, it's pretty clear. Like, <laughs> it couldn't be more obvious. Yeah. But, but I, I think for me, the way that I look at it, whether you like Tyler Wright or not, I. I always appreciate and respect when a guy comes in and immediately puts his stamp on an organization. Uh, and that's what he did. He's, you know, it shows me that he's got a plan, right? That is not just, you know, smoke and mirrors. And, and, you know, this guy, obviously he knows hockey. Well, he's, he's got an idea of what he wants to do. Uh, Lotsberg, you know, talked about it, talked about, you know, how he, you know, will, take a different look at player development and personnel and, and scouting and all of those things and, and suggested that Wright would be out. And sure enough, he is out. And you do look at, you know, if uh, you go by Lotsy's numbers, um, Wright uh, drafted 47 players, 14 of those uh, so far have, um, have, uh, are, have turned out or is that, um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's Wright's thing, and and uh, it looks like about thirty of, of you know about fifty percent better average for uh, Pracy as he goes in. So you know, there's a different philosophy there, and and whether or not you know, I, I'm with you, Nielsen. I mean, I 
I, I never looked at Tyler Wright and thought, geez, that guy's got to go. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't think if somebody never, said, hey, fix the Oilers, fix the Oilers, and somebody goes, I know, Tyler Wright. But but I think you make a good point, man. And that is, you know, we all, we all sit here and go, oh, I wonder where this comes from. It's clear. I mean, the CEO yeah. of hockey operations has come in and the director of amateur scouting is out two weeks later. Right. So, um, you know, what do you want him to do? Come in here and just agree with everything that's been going on for the last little while? No, I mean it's it's your job now. It's your team now. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I res- I respect somebody who who gets put in a position to help take this program to the next level and immediately identifies, hey, we can be better in this area, and goes out and executes it. Now, will they be better in this area? To be determined. But you know, maybe it's the beginning of of other changes within that department, right? So, well, I assume it is. If somebody else is going to take it over, they probably got guys in other organizations that they want to bring in as well. So um, you know, I don't I don't think I mean look at the Oilers prospect pool. Now they've obviously, you know, their top end guys have already graduated and are superstars and, and things like that. But the Oilers prospect pool right now is very meh. It, it it really it really is like you're talking about Raphael Lavoie for maybe pushing for a spot Xavier Borgo I like Dylan Holloway I think Holloway's going to be a stud I think that was a great pick and you know hopefully he's able to stay healthy um, the, the Broberg thing is very up in the air right now one way or the other however you view that so mm-hmm. it's it's not like you know it's not it's not like they've had you know a bunch of great picks along the way so I'm not going to rip them for that but it's also not like they've they've built a top 15 prospect group and are overachieving in that area right so we'll see what we'll see what happens next but um you know when you're trying to take the next step um you know change doesn't hurt even if this is a change that you won't immediately see the benefits of right it's not like this team's going to be better this year because this change was made but maybe yeah. they're better early into the next contract for McDavid and Drysaddle because this trade was made or this change was made right so yeah yeah, yeah. so there's a couple of good uh questions coming up in the chat uh Kevin Starrett says next shoe to drop maybe pump up the analytics department uh, Dash feel free to chime in on this I mean this is something that the Oilers have been criticized for for a while now, even pre Cam Holland. Ever. <laughs> uh, Ever. I mean, you guys think um, this is going to change and uh, maybe in that direction? I, yeah, I mean, I, I, they should. I mean, ultimately, there's a lot of teams that are doing it, and the ones that are successful seem to be winning more. Um, whether it translates to anything in the playoffs is probably a whole other debate. You know, we see the Carolinas and guys like that fizz out a, a lot as well. So, uh, to be said, um, but I think ultimately, just like everybody always says with analytics, you know, you need to be able to use it as a tool uh, to be able to create the whole equation. And if you don't have that portion of the equation, then you don't have the whole picture. So, I mean, I'd love to see it. Brad Holland's been leaning a little bit towards it in the last few years, whether Jackson pushes that way. I don't know. What do you think, Dusty? Yeah, I mean, I know, you know, they will always say that they have numbers that you know aren't the ones that we can go track down on websites and and things like that but that's also something easy to say if you know you haven't invested that much in it compared to some some other teams out there so you know we all know Mm -hmm. low tide low tide has been i mean at some point it's almost it's almost like the you hire him because he could help you but also you shut him up for talking about it you know like they've been through that before in certain situations so i um you know, I, I, by all accounts, Jackson is a guy who's driven 
that way. And I know, you know, when he was first hired, some people were actually talking about, you know, he thinks the game in a different way than maybe the group that's here right now. So, you know, it's all of a sudden, do they announce that they've got this expanded, amazing analytical department and do they win the Stanley cup in 2024? Like probably not. I honestly think they'll could possibly win the Stanley Cup in 2024 anyway. So, you know, we'll see we'll see how it works. I th- I know they could do a better job of it at least the way the public views it and is aware of what they're doing. Um, but it's not like they're completely ignoring all of those things either, right? They just they do it at a different level than some of the other teams and it's tough to do that in a market that is very driven by the analytical approach. Right. So it's just like two bad worlds sort of colliding and uh, or two worlds colliding. And it, it looks bad because of the, the, it's such a passionate analytical group in the city that it's tough to be a team that might not be among the leaders in it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Some stranger asked earlier and uh, you know, again, I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are. Uh, Ken Holland, is this a, a threat to him, right? If the Oilers, you know, potentially, you know, aren't successful playoffs wise, uh, this season is Ken Holland a threat now with the new CEO at the helm? I mean, I don't even, I, I don't, I don't so. even see it as a threat. I mean, this is the plan. <laughs> like, Just the succession this, plan. This, what do you this, mean threat? This is the plan. Like the, the plan that we thought we'd heard for a long time was Ken Holland for another year. And then Steve Stales would take over. Now it's, Oh, Jackson's already up here. And, and Ken Holland can, you know, Ken's had an amazing career. He's done a, I think he's done a really good job with the others. Look at where they are now compared to where they were. And I know it's not perfect. He's put himself into some tough spots with contracts and things. But when he took this team over, you're like, man, they could be a Stanley Cup contender. Well, now they are a Stanley Cup contender. So he's taken that step. And maybe a guy like Jackson um, can 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 kind of find that final notch to, to get them there. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I think this is just the plan now. Like, so I don't view it as a threat. I view it as, Hey well man, said. here's what's happening. Um, hopefully we can get you one before you leave type of thing. Yeah. 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 When do the guys That's get back into town? Uh, there's a few guys skating today. Uh, well, local guys skating, like they all, they gather together and, and do some of these skates for the next couple of weeks. I was actually my kid at hockey camp today and Derek Van Dees' nephew is in the camp. So DVD was there and then he had to leave to go chat with some guys like just local, local guys are kind of skating again already. I'm not too sure the list of Oilers that would be there, but they'll start trickling back in here pretty soon. You get to captain skates and, and things like that. Right. And then, then everybody really starts to get excited. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm already getting that is it October yet sort of feeling. I know it's like like last year. I remember last year it was always like uh enough preseason already. It was just like after the shortened preseason then you get a full preseason you're like, "Man, like five games is enough. Kill it. Four or five preseason games, let's go." And you know, it just drags on and on and on because you know, that was fun in the decade of darkness when there was like eight spots up for grabs on the team. But now you're like, here's your team. Let's play hockey. So basically just stay healthy and preseason's a success. So yeah, I'm with you. I would like to skip through all of September and get straight to October. Yeah. 
Boom. Now, I know you and Gazola, and uh, thanks for the shout out on uh, the oil stream. We're talking about uh, Sam Gagne yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. coming in for a PTO and then uh, potentially a role with the Oilers uh, going forward. What uh, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, it, is this uh, should we be excited as Oilers fans or or nervous? I mean, there's it's you know there's always that group of Oilers fans that's like, nah, we don't need him back, you know. Yeah. And then there's and then there's a whole bunch of people that just love Gagne. At, you know, they'll take him for ten I'm, years I, at eight I, million. I'm a big Sam Gagne guy. Like, I think yeah. people should be excited if he is eventually having a role in this franchise moving forward. Cause he's one of the best dudes that I've met and I've only met them in the dressing room. And when I first started here, I would get down to a lot of games and be in the room after and stuff. And then I just realized that overall that doesn't bring as much to my show as a good night's rest in the morning to have the energy. So I didn't want to be in a dressing room till 1130 at night, but back in like the first three, four, five years when I was with TSN radio, you know, I go to a lot of the games and do post game and stuff like that. And through that decade of darkness, man, when they would lose and, you know, some of the younger guys would take off after and didn't want to do media. Sam Gagne was sitting there in his stall after every game, willing to be the voice for the team. Like he's just always, he's always been a great team guy. So to me, you know, do you want Sam Gagne playing 82 games for you? Probably not, but do you want Sam Gagne around your team for 82 games and him giving you 35 pretty good ones in certain situations? Yeah, I think I think I'd probably I think I'd probably take that. Like basically the new shore where especially you know, but guy who's probably loved more than shore because of what he's done here in the past. So <laughs> and I think everybody kind of has this this thought process of Sam Gagne comes back and it's been, it's like last year it was rumored he was going to come back. Right. And then, yep. you know, basically they, they offered him a job like three years ago to, to just be in the front office. And, you know, he's, he's going to go that way one way or the other. And considering his wife's from here, you know, it makes sense that he would be a part of Oilers management or scouting or whatever, or player development at, uh, at some point, but you know, I just think overall people have this vision of like the Oilers winning the Stanley cup and Sam Gagne's in an Oilers Jersey getting to carry it around. So he's a good dude. He's a great team guy. And you know how we know he's a great team guy. Cause he keeps getting a deal every year. Right. Yeah. And it's not like he's, he's been playing for 15 years and he's never really yeah. been fleet of foot, but he still finds a way to contribute. Right. So I think people just like having him around. It's like how Strutty and Noodles got an extra three years. Out good of their dudes, careers, right? You know? Like not even good dudes. Great, like, great dudes. dudes. Great dudes. And I think yeah, that's an important cool. part of a team. Like, so yeah. we'll, yeah, we'll see what sure. happens. Yeah, I think you know, on a PTO, some some it depends what people think we want, right? Do we do we want size? Do we want grit? Do we want like what's the missing piece in the formula? Like we have a missing piece, we haven't won it yet. So is it character? If character's there, then Sam's your guy, right? And then he's a center, and he's good on the PK. And you know, Dusty, like you said, if you get thirty five out of him or whatever, and he plays the other forty in the in the in the bake, like that's pretty yeah, that's not the worst thing either to have guys, around there a little bit, or even know? just like exactly. I just view him as a guy who's a healthy scratch. And is in the room after yeah. pumping you guys up, right. pumping them up, yeah. or like right. talking them down, or you know, providing as some stranger in the chat, providing a little bit of grit. Like Sam's, Sam yeah. will stand up for his teammates, and he's always been that same guy, right? So 
to, didn't Jackson and his dad play together? Well, uh, they uh, were their their agent together. together. Their agents together. Like yeah. a lot of it makes sense. Your guys got to write that article down, right? Like you know, tie it all <laughs> together. Yeah, like go. get it the let's day go. before it happens. Plus, I mean, there's been pictures of them all summer hanging out with yeah, the yeah. So, I let's let's see where it goes. But I, uh, I, I think yeah, I, I think for thirty thirty five games. Um, you know, I think that's better than, than calling up somebody from the minors who probably shouldn't be in the league anyway. So, well, and I think when I posted that, everybody looks at that and says, you know, why Sam Gagne? And they're thinking, you know, he's playing 82 games in an Oilers Jersey and that's not going to happen. Right. Like he's going to, you know, he's going to play, you're right. Like 30, maybe 40 tops. Uh, there's, there's Peterson. Yeah sprains his ankle exactly and there's going to be a lot of you know reasons you bring him in and out of the lineup but you're right he's going to be you know a guy that's always there in the dressing room he may or may not go to the bake and if he does oh that's great you know for the young guys coming up like we're talking about getting some of these prospects developed uh who who else do you want around them right yeah well like two 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 years ago we had 13 goals in detroit played every like almost every game and last year he had eight goals in 48 games in in winnipeg i mean if he could play at a 14 goal pace i mean not the end of the world hockey iq's gone anywhere no you you don't you don't lose that you just sometimes use the ability to to get there and stuff right so but yeah Yeah. like he's you're not asking him to come in and change the world and i'll like i'll be honest right now i mean the other's bottom six is i think so so right now so you know, can I double down on your question, Michael? I know we're up against the clock, so we can make it as quick as you want. But uh, like, what do you guys think of Noah Gregor? Speaking of another, you know, kind of localish kid and potentially available, and you know, I thought that was a guy that would have been just signed. Kind of thought he would have been some scooped up already because he skates extremely yeah, well, right? Too. So yeah, and his size. Yeah. you know, he's played all his best games in Edmonton. It feels like so <laughs> he has he has had success. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's a weird one to me. I don't know what's going on there. Right, yeah, young, youngerish guy still move extremely well. Uh, I, you know, I there has to be like nothing against like, nothing against Sutter, but I don't think he's if he's winning a job in your bottom six, you got bottom six problems. It's you can't have a guy who hasn't played come in and win a job <laughs> in your bottom six. So the bottom six, yeah. if they stay healthy, you know that's fine, but it's not what it was last year when they got come down the stretch and into the playoffs. So now that's something that they can certainly add to throughout the year. Right. But right now I would think the bottom six is kind of a weakness for the team. Yeah. And you look at Noah Gregor. I mean, I, I always question when a guy doesn't get qualified, right? Like what's the, what's the reasoning behind mm-hmm. that? Right. There's, you know, and, and we'd be silly to think these GMs don't talk, <laughs> right? Like they, you know, they know, right. Or, you know, there's an an aside somewhere yes. that says that Gregor guy does this or does that. You know, and and uh, especially Mike Greer. Yeah, I'd be a little surprised yeah. if he has to settle for a PTO. Like, if, I feel like there's got to be a contract there for him somewhere. But who knows? We'll Agreed. see. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, Bouchard. What's the word on him? I mean, I uh, I spit out there. I got some uh, details on a three point eight times two. Yeah. I've kind of heard that maybe they're stuck on how that's dispersed. 3.9 times 3. Yeah, 3. Yeah. God. 
Let me jump in there and correct you again, because Saravelli uh, was out today too and said that uh, the Oilers are I actually wrote the notes down. The Oilers are closing in. There's significant process uh, progress with Evan Bouchard just south of the four million per season. This deal is substantially complete. No arbitration rights. Yeah, just just uh, probably two years. Like to me, it's like, what can you do? <laughs> you don't have cap space to do much, well, any more than that. Yeah. Um, like this is why isn't it done this yet? This is though? kind of one of those things where, yeah, I don't know why it wouldn't be done yet. My this, my gut on it tells where it, me it, it just it, he has he he has to take advantage of the position he's in right now. Yeah. Like you can't roll in late. You got to go out there and drop 70 points on the power play. Not 70 points yeah. on the power play, but 70 points for the next two seasons. And then all of a sudden you're taking them to the cleaner. So to me, Do you want your next like contract to be 70 or 80 million. He's, he's set up. I think he's set up really good right now. You take the two years, you get almost 8 million bucks to play on the best power play in the history of the game. And then you get to cash in because you've been, top five and D men scoring for the last two years. So my gut tells me though, it's all about that disbursement, right? Like what he gets in his first year versus second year and how that qualifying uh, offer works uh, at the end. Right. I mean, if you're the, the Oilers and you yeah, that would make sense. You're a right. Amount, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but at that point, if you're just qualifying him, you're probably in trouble anyway. You yeah. know, like at that point you want to lock this yeah. guy up long-term. So yeah. Uh, fair. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he He's, um, you know, he's going to benefit from this power play a hundred percent. Oh yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's the big question mark. What I did see today and, and, you know, it seems, and this is typical, right? Like everywhere you go, everybody's trying to figure out why Connor's not the best or, you know, why the Oilers don't have the best players in the NHL. Uh, but I started to see some Eastern media hop on this, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins power play like it'll be the best thing we've seen in in the last 10 15 years and I and it just blows me away to think like Hello. we just saw the best power play of all time for a full season and now you think that you know these guys that uh you know not to take anything away from Crosby and Malkin and Carlson but these guys aren't you know, 20, 25, 26 years old. And yeah, yeah, look, look here, I'll, I'll, we'll just squash this right now. <laughs> like the Edmonton Oilers just had the best power play of all time. The Pittsburgh oh, Penguins had power plays with prime Crosby, prime Malkin and prime Chris Letang. I'm sorry, but I mean, they had a window to be the best power play of all time with three of the best offensive players in the league at the time on that power play with probably better options around them then than they do now. So will the penguins power play be improved? Yeah, of course it will. But is it, is it going to rival the Edmonton Oilers power play? Not a chance because the Oilers power play is the most ridiculous cheat code in arguably the history of the game. Like it's just that that's it's, it's unfair. Like factually the, the, history yeah, the Oilers the power play should be like when, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were you know, cut into other games for like their at bats during the chase. That's right. what that's what Sportsnet should do when the Oilers go to the power play because they do ridiculous things that you simply don't see anywhere else. Like you look, you look at somebody else's power play. Like when teams roll in and you're down the rink watching the game, the other team gets a power play and you're like, oh. It just looks like a regular power play. And then the Oilers get a power play and it looks like they're playing against a junior hockey team. Like it's, 
It's insane. So yeah. anybody who thinks the other's power play is going to be the best power play in the league just, I don't know, has been ignoring the NHL for the last two years. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, that'd be the day, man. Yeah. LeBron, <laughs> up for the three. Hold on. Yeah, We're yeah. going to cut over to the Edmonton Oilers. Slide over to the Oilers power play. Oh, too late. They already scored. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Shaq would do it. Shaq would do it. Yeah. Yeah, or Charles. Charles yeah, Charles probably would. <laughs> Which would be hilarious, actually. I'd love to see NBA on TNT cut to the other's power play and Charles calls yeah. it. That'd be, <laughs> that would be amazing. I mean, the Oilers' power play Col- was so good that Jack. every time they got a power play, I mean, you just expected the goal. Yeah. Right? And, and I've never in my life felt that way. It's like three on three overtime. I yeah. mean, the year before, I kind of felt that way. But then last year, I legitimately just expected, like, how are they going to score this one? Yeah. And look, I don't want to take anything away from anybody else, including Dreisaitl. But Connor McDavid is just so ridiculous on the power play. Like, it's just, it's it's, so it's, unbe- it's unbelievable to watch. Yeah, like, they're all, like, nudes with that little backhand pass when he's coming down the left side. And they've got perfect net front presence guy. They've got a ridiculous one-timer, like any element that you want. And Oh, enough of that. You're wearing your Michael Jordan shirt. You're just, that's brutal. Um, They've got like every weapon you want on a power play. That power play has it, which is why it was the best of all time. It's just, that's just facts. Unbelievable. Unbelievable power play for sure. Yeah. All right. Any other uh, last minute topics there, Dash? No, no, no. We're we're up against it. Let's right. uh let's let Dusty go and yeah, I, uh, have our final say. Yeah. So Dusty, the way we do it here, okay. I'll say a couple words and then uh, I always give my guests the last word. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And and the reason, you know, it, I came by this honestly. I found that uh, you know, I'd be interviewing people and then they you know, they talk and then I'd always, you know, I was always that guy that had to say, "Okay, good night," you know, yeah. like I always always said the last thing. So I figured at one point, maybe a couple of years ago, I just thought, you know, I got to stop that. And so the only <laughs> way I can do that is, is just make it a rule. And now it's become this rule. And, yeah. and so when I pass it off to you for the last word tonight, you close the, uh, the episode off with a good night. And that's my cue to, to shut things down. All right. Um, you say good night and then we play air guitar. That's right. <laughs> and then we play air guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Uh, we have, uh, you know, uh, the special guest, Mr. Dustin Nielsen on, and it was a lot of fun, excited to hear what, uh, news comes out, uh, tomorrow, uh, for Edmonton sports talk and ex- excited to see Edmonton sports talk on September 6th when that gets going, uh, really, uh, looking forward to, uh, you know, all the different things that happen on the Edmonton sports scene should be exciting. As far as uh, heavy hockey, make sure you check out heavyhockey.com. You know, we talked about it. Lotsberg's writing a lot of articles. Uh, Eric Friesen, some of the guys. We've got lots of people um, writing stuff. And then over the next, uh, I want to say about week and a half, we're going to be doing a, the Oilers dog bracket. So 19 <laughs> contestants have uh, submitted their photos. And uh, I'm going to finish that up tonight. And you're going to be able to go and vote for each round you're going to be able to vote for each dog and we'll see uh who becomes the uh first oilers dog of heavy hockey and no well there's two minutes of dust yeah. <laughs> no no i was gonna say i'm a huge bracket guy like <laughs> you know that i love <laughs> brackets man anything, anything. yeah yeah, yeah. Big bracket guy i know yeah. that yeah yeah we need so, maddie in here for merlin merlin the oilers live dog will is not in the bracket 
my God. <laughs> oh, I thought you were rigging this. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you got to be a homer here. Vote this guy. It's pronounced Homer. <laughs> yeah. There you go. yeah. So. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, again, go to youtube.com slash heavy hockey. Give us a su- subscription. Uh, follow us on uh, Oilers Live or at heavy hockey, heavy hockey Net on Twitter. And uh, anywhere else there's social media, you can find us. Thanks again, Dusty. Uh, it was great having you. Dash, I'll pass it off to you, and then you can uh, pass it off to Dusty then tonight. Yeah, I won't fill this with any more of my voice, really. I just actually want to first guess out of anybody out there what the future text line might be. Oh, yeah, so do it, it's buddy. It's either 299799 or it's going to be 979797. Now, that would be really good. That would be really good. Is it a six digit? Uh, text it's, it's like, uh, no, I know. Uh, no, those are very expensive. The uh, yeah, yeah. six digits, uh, uh, the, the, those codes. But it's uh, so it's a 780 number. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you'll, right. you'll, 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 I think you'll like it. Uh, yeah. 780 AM nasty. Now that would be something. That would be something. But, uh, you know, it is, it's kind of Oilers related. And, uh, right. yeah, no, we'll, uh, right, we're going to put something right. out tomorrow on that. So, all right. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's all I got. Yeah. I don't know. You know, Luchansky's yeah. got one that you can't air on your new show. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> won't, that won't work. I said the new show was going to be clean. So right. certainly yeah. not happening there. Take uh, your stuff yeah. away there, Luchanski. Yeah. Yeah. Ten minute yeah. misconduct. Get rid of it. <laughs> All right, Dash. Yeah. yeah. Go manage your own game. Yeah, no, give her Dash. Yeah, no, I, uh, look, I'll just say. Appreciate having you, buddy. Yeah, yeah no, I'm sorry I couldn't make it work sooner. We're just kind of busy. But uh, yeah, we're excited for Edmonton Sports Talk to launch on September 6th. Live audio, live video every day from 6 to 1. Possibly beyond that. We're working on a, on a lot of things right now. Thanks for the invite on this tonight. Hopefully we can work together on something of significance in the future. And uh, yeah, good night, everybody.